Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Generally Casual. This is Michael. Joined with me today are my co-hosts. Oh, well, I thought you were going to say it's part two, but yeah, yeah this it's is Richard. the sequel. Say it's that the after the introduction. Two. No. And I'm Corey again. Welcome back. It's part two. Yeah, welcome. You, can, you could have actually said welcome back this time, and it would have been legitimate. It's true. Yeah, Welcome what, back. You didn't think but, about it. But it's for okay. the for the same, uh, you know, it's, it doesn't matter. Well, I'll I'll yell at you after the podcast. Um, so <laughs> you should yeah, yell it's... at me. During... No, don't do that. <laughs> That's what people are here for. They're here to listen to the yelling. <laughs> so this is part two. Uh, this is about aliens. Hey, weird episode fifty one, and we're talking about real life alien stuff. Yeah, it, it worked it? out pretty well. Do you get it? <laughs> Immediately, actually, we're gonna throw out that entire theory. That's uh, it's garbage. Well, Area Fifty One. Yeah. No, that's where uh, scientific weapon testing is is uh, ex- yeah. experimental but, scientific. But weapon. where do they get the ideas from? From you, Corey. From aliens. Sure. Yeah. Actually, no. Really, they get it from sci-fi movies. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot Probably, of ideas yeah. come from Hollywood. So. There, there's too actually. There's too many documentaries I've watched where the scientist was like, "Yeah, I was inspired by Star Wars to make that." Yep. And then I decided to make that real. Star Trek, Star yeah. Wars, any of the big, big things. Yeah. Well, and most of these are related to, there's a plenty of movies out there based on Roswell and things of that nature. So, Richard, take us off on a journey through outer space, space, space. Well, space, first, space. before we get there, right, uh, we should discuss that this episode we're talking about quote-unquote real aliens so we will be going into a couple different types of real aliens yeah so we're gonna go with the uh the earth portion not the hollywood portion of all the alleged things and 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 how they're categorized as well so we're gonna keep it uh on the alien there's a predator there's gray ones no we covered that one well fish people there's mole people from space there's muppets None of well, Grover, most of that is not you know, correct. Grove is an alien. Most of that, yeah. In terms of what we've done research, anyway, there we're There's just gonna go basic over. Types. Yeah, we're gonna go over the three big ones because the three big ones are probably the most commonly known slash, uh, stereotype alleged, yeah, stuff They're from the biggest categories. testimonies and things. Yeah, so the first one actually is the most common, uh, called the Greys. Uh, the greys are a l- short, they're very small, they have very large heads, they have big black glassy eyes and small mouths. Basically, uh, I think South Park, think... Um, Paul. Yeah, Paul, um, uh, Roger the Alien from American Dad. Mm-hmm. Fifty Shades of Grey. Sure. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, the Asgard in Stargate SG-1, they were also greys. Oh, that's true. Um, and X-Files and XCOM, actually, the video game XCOM. Those were all what greys are, which we kind of forgot about some of that in the last episode because most in in Hollywood movies, big stuff like that, generally these three are not covered in any of the, the Hollywood stuff, which we covered yeah. actually in our previous episode. But that's it's so stereotyped that it would be lame to do that. <laughs> exactly. Well, and the, the ones that we just mentioned, greys are kind of the most common so that's why they have a small footprint in tvs and movies yeah um but yeah so they're also the aliens that are associated with the roswell incident and the roswell incident to 
we'll we'll come back to the other two types later after we go over the Roswell incident. But Roswell, New Mexico, July 1947, there was uh, debris found on Foster Ranch, which is which was about 30 miles outside of Roswell, New Mexico. Um, the farmer, um, oh, I can't remember his name, Barzal, Basel. Um, he eventually started telling people, and then the military was brought in. Um, July 8th, the Roswell Army Airfield actually came, July 7th, they came to the farm and took the debris. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they made a public statement, uh, through a press release that basically said a flying disc had landed on a ranch near Roswell. And the report was immediately picked up by a bunch of news outlets, including the Roswell Record, which was the local newspaper. Um, which, if you literally visit or Google search Roswell incident, it actually has multiple newspaper articles that talk about how the RAAF said there was a flying disc and blah, blah, blah. Well, after that, um, they basically said... Uh, a different general came to the area and said, oh, no, 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 it was a, it was a weather balloon. The military is testing a weather, weather balloon. You can even see here, these are the parts that we found, so that way then they could take pictures of stuff and mm -hmm. blah, blah. They even had, like, a picture of, like, the large weather balloon with attached was, like, this, like, hexagonal shape thing that's, like, the tool that they calibrate. Um, And so then after that, they're like, oh, it's a hoax. It's not aliens. And then this goes away. So it goes away until the 70s when interest picked up for this specific incident through public interest and other things like that. Aliens being a more bigger thing in society, blah, blah, blah. And then there was an interview done with Jesse Marcel, who was actually a military officer, who was the only known person to have accompanied the debris from the ranch to Fort Worth, where it was taken in the hands of the military. He actually said that the weather balloon was a cover-up, but was insistent that there were no bodies recovered. Mm. So he he kept saying, like, yeah, all this stuff is a little bit blown out of proportion, but the military did cover up what we found, and it is it we can't, I can't really say what it is basically because I couldn't say it at the time, but it's not a weather balloon, but there were no bodies. So my question is: is you said that. Greys are directly associated with this incident. Is that because Greys are known for the saucer type spaceship? That's or is exactly. it like there were appearances of Greys around Roswell? No, there, there's the flying saucer thing because that's what was seen was saucer type um, ships. And those are the ones that are more closely associated with the Greys. And then also... Uh, the insistence of the bodies previous to the 70s was like they that's what was spotted lots of those uh, uh things associated with the grays so small Martian, yeah exactly all that kind of stuff. big heads that sort of thing so and people forget what children look like like they got big heads <laughs> well i mean <laughs> the, the grays are also what inspired anime so Oh, big eyes, big oh, terrible, yeah. <laughs> Lots of emotions. Yeah. When they cry, it's floods but of tears. I, I see how this incident itself can lend itself to credibility of alien conspiracy theorists because it, when you have a government agency come in and literally be like, oh, it's something, 
and then something another sector of that same agency comes in and then it's like oh no 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 it's just this don't worry about it uh nothing else was found here you go you can look at this and it's like it's kind of like magicians right the government's like you can look at this thing but we've actually got this other thing going on in the other hand um so i can see how conspiracy theorists and you know alien enthusiasts i think would be a nice way of putting it yes Um, very much so that it it would lend credibility to those theories um and, and it is really exciting we'll kind of touch on it a bit later um because i believe directly linked to the greys because of the flying sources is um crop circles yes. um mm-hmm. but it's the same thing with crop circles as the roswell incident where it's it's the excitement that kind of builds up around it and the fact that um that was news articles about it that kind of makes it like oh this is a thing that happened it's something that happened in history and they the truth won't really be known and it's very interpretive yeah Yeah. well and so the the main thing also to kind of get back on the subject of the grays yes they're uh known as like kind of a combination of a couple different other alien types so uh to give you kind of a a small breakdown the other two that we're covering is the nordic aliens and the reptilians the nordic aliens as a very simple thing before i go in depth in them they are kind of background ones they're observers they're seen as protectors things like that um they just want to know more and they are encouraging of world peace Okay. Um, the reptilians, on the other hand, are opposite of that. They're the ones who want to control everything and also eat people. Mm. But the greys are kind of an in-between. They are seemingly wanting to know everything about people, but they're not afraid to take it a step further and experiment on people and things like that. So abductions, um, probing, things like that, they're, they're closely associated with the greys because they're like, the most inquisitive. They want to know what's going on with everything in your butt. If you come yeah. back, it's probably greys. If you don't come back, it's probably reptilians. More or less, yes. Agent. And if you come back with superpowers, you might be the Nordic. Or you might be the reptilian. So to go <laughs> then further, uh, Nordic aliens are um, technically in terms of... Uh, it's just a bunch of Thors. That's kind of. <laughs> uh, it in Historically, they were actually supplanted by the greys over time. So... In like the 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 forties through the seventies, I guess the Nordic aliens were spotted more, and then Greys kind of then hmm. supplanted them in terms of sightings, and that's why Greys are like the most popular, most common sighted aliens now. Um, but Nordic aliens are like six to seven feet tall. They're Aryan, which means uh, blonde hair, blue eyed. They look like they're from the Nordic region. Um, and they're pale. Um, their powers are basically that they have telepathy, but they're benevolent and they're supposed to be beautiful as well. Wait, wait, wait. I, I'm seeing the, uh, protector oriented with focus on observation and care for the environment and world peace. Yes. The, these guys are just Norwegian tourists. Mm, they're, sure. they're just... Some poor Norwegian backpackers being in the middle of nowhere. No one's picked him up, and someone's seen this guy just walking at night, and it's like, 
Old you know God what it, I was going to say, you know what it is, actually? They're probably, because they're so used to the temperature out there, they're wearing less clothes, and because they have pale skin, their their skin is reflecting off yeah. of the moonlight, yeah. and they look like they're glowing, so they're beautiful. Yeah. that's ex- We just figured it out. But what about the telepathy? No idea. They're really people good at reading crazy. people, so yeah. they, they can understand you what you're going to say before you say it. Yeah, I mean, tourists, if, if it's not your native language, you're normally paying more attention to, you know... Body signs and language. We also got to figure, like, uh, remember, we talked about the day the Earth stood still from the previous episode. Yeah. So, being that the in Hollywood of that time, humanoids were aliens in movies as opposed to beings were aliens in movies. Yeah. So, wouldn't it's that true. make more sense for the Nordics to be popular alien settings during that time? Yeah. And to be a forewarning like let's make sure we're observing let's make sure we're treating the environment well blah 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 because that's pretty much what the, the day the earth still was was yeah. literally the plot of that movie now i have a problem with the rep- reptilians okay my problem is it doesn't feel like they're aliens it's true so there's three <laughs> this is why okay so the reptilians are the most confusing for me because they're always aggressive they're always predatory but like lizards are yeah, yeah but that where their origins are there's like three different theories for where they are. So one is hollow earth that they live underneath the exactly. earth. They're the original earthians. Yes. I'm assuming um, they think they evolved from dinosaurs instead of expiring in the extinction event. Correct. Okay. Or along those lines, basically they just went underground. The, the, the other thing is, is they came from another planet and then, then went underneath the earth and survived that way. Mm-hmm. Um, Hollow Moon is the other one. The reptilians could be in the moon. Which, we don't know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, um, we, nobody's gone inside the moon yet to check. I mean, nobody's gone inside the Earth to check, but, you know, we've got other readings about that. It's true. The last one is they're part of a council that includes the Greys, Nordics, and then a couple of the bigger subsects of aliens. And they're the ones that are, like, they're the ones who are the, like loki of everything or like the, the chaotic mm-hmm. being like no, no 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 guys we, what we should really do with these humans is let them evolve keep going and then they'll eventually get lazy they'll get fat and then we can eat them Barbecue. i know you guys don't want to eat them but we'll eat them so you can figure out everything up to the eating we'll yeah take exactly. care of the eating don't worry about it so uh the big thing with reptilians is they're very large they're like 79 feet tall they're kind of snake-like but they shape shift and that's really where is the confusing part for me because there's so many theories around reptilians now and a lot of it stems from like three people who like wrote books and are and then got involved with political process about this whole thing is (laughs) that reptilians shape shift into important or powerful people within governments so that way they can control the the world. I heard they also just like literally wear meat suits. Like it's kind of like a skin suit too. Like, so it, someone's been watching too much Doctor Who. Well, what I was going to say is, is there's actually another theory. And this is all from stuff that I've listened to a long time ago. Um, that in certain there's a certain military f- facility that has like 30 different floors. And like the bottom five floors are reserved for the reptilians. And... They that's where they do crazy experiments and like eat people and stuff like that. So it's like it there's like a But the military's strangely cool with this. Well, more or less yeah, the because it's being controlled by the reptilians. Exactly. So oh it's goodness. a whole thing. And that's why I was like, this is super confusing. <laughs> Corey, very you, strange, very out if there. If you question it at all, just wind back to the original reasoning. The reptilians. You're like, well that doesn't make sense. 
Who would allow that? Well, those people are also being controlled by the reptilians. reptilians. Yeah, but what about this other government agency? Reptilians. And then you so, got it, and then it all makes sense. And and that's the thing is like literally their logic is well they're controlling everything anyway, so why wouldn't the, they be able to do anything? Do the anything? idea of them existing is enough reasoning to solve the problem as to why they would exist and any complications that would exist from them existing. Well, I mean, you also got to figure people are looking for conspiracy theories and way other things that could then literally be looped into reptilians anyway. So, like, as an example, doppelganger things, there's also, like, uh, people getting replaced. You see a doppelganger? Yeah, Yeah. or just in general, having doppelgangers that exist is because of reptilians. They shape-shifted into other people, and they're elsewhere. (laughs) So, like I said, this is the one alien subsect that everyone could just be like, well, duh, they're reptilians. And it's like, but that's not a reason. It just snowballs itself. Yeah. Thinking about the real evidence that we covered two weeks ago. Um, with the evidence of the flying thing off the East Coast, you know, the Nordics seem to be the most believable now because they seem like just, they'd be hovering around the East Coast just going, hey, what are you guys doing? Okay, bye! We, we just well, wanted to see. The, the funny thing is, is in reality, if they wanted to make themselves known, it would probably be for the sake of technology and other things to be like, hey, look at this ship that we use <laughs> that doesn't use environmental uh, resources. Yeah. You guys should make this ship, and that way everybody can have a great environment, and we'll observe you some more, and then blah, blah, blah. They just but, made themselves known. They were like, hey, look at us. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they, they literally have Earth as, like, a holiday home, and they're like, you guys are wrecking it. This climate, like, it was good a, a couple of years ago, but a couple thousand we're, we're years showing ago. up now because you guys have just ruined it. Like... It's getting too hot in some places. There's not enough seasons. You know, the hot, the, you know, it's getting too hot. The reptilians are coming. There's more of them. They love the heat. And, you know, and the grays are going out. And, you know, we're the Nordics. And we just want to have, like, our amazing sauna. Yeah, yeah. We just want the beaches to be nice. And, you know, a little bit between hot and cold. Yeah. It's too humid now. The reptilians <laughs> don't even have to lick their eyeballs anymore. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> so... Uh, I mentioned the council theory that was there before, which is like a bunch of other alien races have come together, created a council, and then they have basically constantly send different representatives to Earth to observe almost a Star Trek era thing where it's mm-hmm. like we don't we don't want to interfere with the prime directive. We don't want to shape how society evolves through technology and blah, blah, blah. But we still want to make sure we're observing because they could then evolve to a point of joining the council later on. Uh, the other, um, oh shoot, I lost my train of thought. It's okay. (laughs) Uh, the other, uh, piece of it, which you mentioned earlier, uh, is stuff about crop circles, which have more to do with the grays, but that's because of their, uh, the saucer shape shift. Yeah. So funnily enough, in my research about crop circles, um, the initial um, ones that happened in the UK were literally hoaxes caused by two guys. Yeah, and they were inspired by a phenomenon in, in Australia. Australia. Yeah. Because they literally saw that on the news, and they're like, well, let's do that Yeah, and make a big deal out of it. But- so, so the initial um, incident that inspired them uh, was called the Tully Saucer Nest, and it was near Tully. Um, in Queensland. Yeah. Right? That's what I said. Far North Queensland. Queens, Far North Queensland. Land. Um, um, it's, at Horseshoe it's funny, Lagoon. though, because it's like nest. 
Like you, you then assume like, ah, oh, it makes sense. There are multiple crop cycles in an area, and what what have lots of things in an area? Uh, birds. Oh, what birds. do birds oh. have? Nests, flying saucers. So clearly, greys are just naked owls. <laughs> oh, don't no! Now you're relating yep, it now to, the fourth kind. Back to fourth kind. Now I bring to fourth kind. We throw that, that movie, movie was out. so terrible <laughs> that we've got to create our own subtext for that film. Oh goodness, I hope not. And also, to, also to explains kind of the squash, big eyes. Squash that whole thing <laughs> is actually the incident in Tully. Uh, it was a a guy who saw a ship rise out of the lagoon, left, came back hours later, and found lagoon. Yeah, it's a uh, horseshoe lagoon near Tully. You know what a lagoon yeah. is. I don't know. The The closest thing that I could imagine is a billabong. Sure. Yes. Maybe they called it a lagoon back then. Right. And now well, it's they're called close. A billab- billabong. Well, billabong's an old word. Too, so. Well, it's also like calling that a swamp. And you're like, well, you're close. I mean, that's kind of what they, they in yeah. the description, they talked about swamp stuff it, as well. It's like swamps, a little more trees, a little, little less dingy. Okay, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> but, so he came back hours later. And the swamp reeds had actually risen from the the bottom uh-huh. in a cylindrical shape, like they've been flattened, or, or uh, sorry, a circular shape, no, like, like, and they had yeah. been flattened in a clockwise motion. Got it. Which then, that's kind of what crop circles are. They're uh, usually like corn or other crops that have tall plants that have been flattened, um, sometimes in a weave pattern, um, in a precise circular pattern uh around whatever crop it was and i feel like this is interesting too because it is a very obvious like we can straight up say right now crop circles uh, a fake aspect of aliens oh i mean um literally because, it's purely been proven multiple it's been proven yeah but it's drawn a lot you can see that it actually would have drawn a lot of it, uh inspiration from fairy rings because fairy rings are a natural phenomena that does exist in nature and wasn't understood. Oh. Um, because it, it, for the longest time, people thought that it was to do with magic in the land and uh, oh, okay. affecting where things would grow or wouldn't grow or if fairies or sprites or demons would put sort of little curses on the land. Oh. Um, and they would always be symmetrical, but it ended up doing having something to do with like uh, a specific species of plant sucking the nutrients out of the area in a ring around it. It's oh. first root system. I was actually going to say the one of the things that they talked about in relation to that, uh, the only ones that weren't able to prove as hoaxes were near... Uh, in They were in the UK, um, and they were near... I can't, it was like Ayers or Aves or something. It was, it was like a... a druidic type of place similar mm-hmm. to like stonehenge yeah um and but, those the, the circles there i think would be actually what you're talking about more so along those kind of lines yeah no you, but, you guys don't realize after a certain time corn just lays down it just gets, <laughs> it tired. gets tired it yeah. gets tired yeah it's holding itself up to the sky for and, so long in those times they were caught yeah they weren't supposed to be caught <laughs> actually but, corn is the real alien <laughs> <laughs> Cornlians. Cornlians. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it's funny because it it is an interesting thing when you think about it. And um, I was reading how crop circles, uh, it's 
an interesting form of artistic expression mm-hmm. because it involves anonymity. Yes. Um, and it's kind of like Banksy, right? Like, no <laughs> one really knows. This is old school Banksy. Yeah, there you um, go. <laughs> but it also, people have theories that it was used to promote tourism. Oh. I don't doubt it. Yeah. But at the same time, there's some, I mean, it. some of it, the, the funny thing is, is the two guys, Doug Bauer and Dave Chorley, both, uh, the whole reason that they, they're known as the people who caused the hoaxes is because investigators came out to some of the crop circles that they made said it's physically impossible for humans to have made it to made it and then afterwards they're like nope we did it (laughs) (laughs) so they're like we couldn't figure it out yeah yes it was me it was was me i did the thing that you couldn't figure out how to do this (laughs) so but the the cool part about crop circles and what's really interesting is I I watched a documentary a long long time ago about them and the there's some really cool ones where it's very clear that they whoever did it spent a lot of time because of the like I said the hex weave patterns mm-hmm. that are in there and that uh where the the crop itself is broken is at virtually the same part of the plant across the board so it was like it's very flat it's mm-hmm. very yeah it was they're all really done really well from whoever did it clean cuts yeah exactly. well that actually brings me to uh what i kind of want to talk about as well uh was the nazca lines you guys know about the nazca lines Tell those me. are in uh asia somewhere aren't they yeah they're in a desert somewhere yeah um so the nazca lines are man-made uh i would say pictures mm-hmm. that were made in the 500s yeah a long time ago that they were they were slow. They're basically giant glyphs that are like miles long. That somebody basically, I think, through similar processes of like dropping, like you know, like how in a cave, slowly water comes down and it builds up over time. Mm-hmm. Oh, have you seen those before? No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hold on. Let me see. There's one that's like a bird. There's it does. It does remind me though of the phenomenon where. It was once again in a desert and people were thinking aliens were involved because they kept seeing these crazy lines in the sand and rocks moving. But essentially what was happening was the wind was just slowly pushing the rocks. Yeah. Um, huh. So the Nazca lines are in, in the Nazca desert, funnily enough, near Peru. Oh, there you go. Peru. Um, so and South they America. are made from making uh, either depressions or shallow incisions in the desert floor and remove basically leaving the exposed uh, colored ground or colored sand or colored dirt exposed over time so that it would change color. Got it. Uh, so they basically make giant white lines. And I think that that desert's like reddish. Like it's just, it's not like a typical sand color. Very iron rich. Yes, yeah, yeah. very iron rich. So over time, they would slowly uh, come out. And this was another thing I think that was called over to aliens is like, what is this? There's a giant. And the thing is, it's so big. You need to be really high up to actually see what it is, which would lead to the fact of someone going, humans can't make this. This is insane and impossible because how do they know how how do they know what it's looking like? Because there are hundreds of these things throughout the Nazca some, Desert. Some aliens got to be playing a game of Pictionary up, <laughs> up from high orbit. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is like that Stonehenge, like the pyramids at some time at some point, mm-hmm. are all contributed to aliens. That you know, in some some theory out there, because at some point they seem to be physically impossible for humans to make. 
or would take such a long time yeah, and such like an exhaustive force. Yeah, Stonehenge was like, no, these rocks are too heavy. How are people going to do it? And then people were like, hey, did you hear about levers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the video as well? If you guys haven't seen like the video of how this guy proves how Stonehenge would have been moved, like it's amazing. You see him literally swivel this giant rock mm-hmm. on a tiny little little rock. It's oh. Yeah. Well, yeah, it literally it swivels around, like you said, like levers, and yeah, it's cool stuff. And that's also kind of proven the you know human knowledge is lost over time. Uh, you know that's why we write oh, things down. Yes, I like that, Michael. Um, mm. Because while they, someone looks at it and is like, "This is impossible," and then you're like, "Okay, well, there's no evidence of a lever or anything in the area. There's no ropes. There's nothing that says that these people built it." But we know that technology exists by our our own technology. Is like. People build skyscrapers all the time, and those seem impossible to, to build, but they're very, you know, set in reality. A lot of this, like the Nazca lines uh, and Stonehenge, a lot of this knowledge of how people made them is lost, and people don't do it anymore. Yeah, because writing wasn't a big thing. Yeah, exactly. It was exactly. all done verbally or through... We figured out um, it was a stupid idea anyway. We only <laughs> needed to do it once. <laughs> well, and obviously, uh, cultures back then were inspired by nature or things like that so uh it only makes sense that someone would learn how to do something by observing nature in some way translating that into something that humans can do and then it just get that knowledge then gets lost after that also humans love to do futile things oh yeah how can i do this i don't know i'm gonna figure it out and i'm gonna do it just because i can yeah but um i think this is a a good point to kind of switch back into before we go too crazy into the kinds of uh, encounters. That Speaking of human knowledge and writing things down. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, an encounter with an alien is broken down on uh, what is called the high neck scale. Oh, that's the person who invented kind. Yeah. They were yes. the first nice person out there. <laughs> oh, More <goodness>. or less. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, where are you going? Oh, terrible. <laughs> Bad, Michael. So, um, so the reason why we looked this up, by the way, is because we... From the last episode we did when we watched the movie The Fourth Kind, we were like, the fourth kind? And then there's Close Encounters of the Third, third kind. kind. So, obviously, before Close Encounters of the Third Kind, there was this scale. There's <laughs> oh. a common denominator. Uh, actually, the whole reason uh, the Hynek scale actually was taken from Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, no. They discuss oh. it in the movie. Whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. Was it invented before the movie? I believe the, the first... Movie? Three were uh were before the movie, and then it evolved after that using the scale that was discussed in the movie. <laughs> oh my goodness! It People, just yeah. adds credibility to it. You I know, don't know what you're talking I'm about. I'm gonna create an eighth kind, which is well, I mean, uh, an alien planet that has its own brain. You gotta figure actually that the first four kinds actually from a perspective of historical significance, actually all happened in terms of people's mm-hmm. testimony. Mm-hmm. So if we go go down the list, the first kind is you just seeing a UFO somewhere in the, in the sky. They have broken it down to be like meters away and all this other junk. It To me, it's, okay, did you see a UFO? Did you not know what it was because it was close enough to you to determine it wasn't a plane or anything else? I it's saw something a you haven't seen blinking before. in the sky. Okay. Second, uh, same type of thing, seeing a UFO um, or seeing the evidence that the spacecraft left behind. 
So it can be an animal reaction, such as cows, uh, dead cows, like missing their bones, things like that. Or, I was going to say cows. Like, did they move? They normally do that, but did they move inquisitively? <laughs> they formed a circle. Like, uh, move? And they all floated away. Exactly. Uh, ground evidence, such as uh, affected vegetation or scorched earth or... Crop circle. Crop circle. Or a guy holding his cheek, screaming, looking at the sky. Well, I, that's the funny thing is they, they also break it down into psychological effects or physiological effects as well. But then the later... Um, the later kinds or scale stuff that also talk about that so i'm like oh well then what's the difference between the second and the fifth they don't care (laughs) so either way uh the third is a ufo encounter in which the an animated entity is present so that could be as you were close enough to a ufo to see the pilot through a glass i saw bugs bunny exactly but uh, and apparently, it includes humanoids, robots, and humans who seem to be occupants or pilots of a UFO. I'm like, so literally, it could be some dude just flying a ship that you've never ever seen before, like a military vehicle yeah. or something that we've never seen before. And you have then considered yourself an encounter of the third kind with an alien so species. What if you find an alien footprint? Is that a second kind or a third kind? That's a second kind because you're not seeing the actual being. The third kind Got is seeing it. the being. So if it's like a Sasquatch style photo of an alien, that's a third kind? I guess if you consider... I thought we covered that in cryptids. Those don't count as aliens, I thought. No, but you you know what I mean. Like, Sasquatch style. Like, well, no, no. Like, no, no. Oh, caught oh, side oh, on, like running Bigfoot, through the like trees. Like the walking in the video. If there's no the UFO and you just see a footprint or the creature, you can't say it's an alien. Because there's no proof that it came from space. More or less. So it doesn't fall in the scale. That's so, why uh, the second kind exists. Because that's also why you, the, you're all, you have to build it off the first one. Because yeah. if, 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 if the creature didn't come from a UFO... It could just be a natural resident, and then it's cryptid. I'm already seeing a lot of plot holes here. Oh, like, of course. How are you supposed to prove it's a reptilian? Because from all, all things none that I've this, seen, you have to understand. Like none of this. This only works with proven. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> they. They got a lot of holes, and they got to work that no, out. No, no, no. It's the ancient <laughs> spacecraft that you see landing. They just really want want to see space stuff. Like, also, really... Corey, this is why reptilians are to me the most confusing. Like Richard said, because. They're not aliens. They they live here. Well, they're, there's theories that they are aliens, no, but yes. Those, no. What if what none if, of those people? What if Santa is just a Nordic alien? A Norse alien. Uh, right. speaking of uh We'll you, go into that later. Uh, we'll talk you, about all sorts of other have theories. Have you guys seen the new season of Love, Death, and Robots? Yes. Bits and pieces. Have but, you seen the Santa one? Yep. 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 Okay. That was great. <laughs> that was terrible. Terrifying. <laughs> great. Don't watch it wait. with your kids, everyone. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that. I'm gonna show that to my daughter when she gets older and on you say, Christmas. You say, "Are you good? <laughs> Stay good." Yep. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we're on to what third? So we're fourth? still on the third kind because okay. it's broken down into this. Thanks, b- movies. Bloker subtypes, which proposed six subtypes for the close encounters of the third kind within the Heineck scale. So this is what you're talking about, Corey, where you want specifics. Yeah. So we got abroad, which is an attend- entity is observed only inside the USO. You got bo- both? Oh, inside yeah, and outside. Yeah, so it's inside okay. and outside. You got close, which is near the UFO. Direct, which is no UFO has been seen, but UFO the activity has been reported. Oh, my goodness. These are dumb. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so they've seen an alien. And, and- frequency. 
and a, a UFO was seen at yeah, close so, intervals. So, like, as an example, Roswell. Roswell, there there's documented activity in the area. So if you see a gray somewhere but no UFO, that would it be still counts as direct. A, so that's what, you, that's what you were talking about before, yeah. Corey, is that you can only categorize it as an alien encounter if there's been... A UFO exists. <laughs> yeah, or sightings have existed yeah. in that area. So we skip that. We get down to fourth kind, and that is abduction. abduction. And that's what the movie's based on. Yes. People being abducted in Nome, Alaska. Which is really funny because technically it's also the the fifth and or sixth. No, so uh, the fourth kind for the movie, they actually did a good job in not returning the people for the most part. Because that is then the fourth kind. But it's taking the, them, yes. the, uh, the psychiatrist lady, she was a fifth kind. Which means they abducted her, did experiments, and then brought her back. Uh, Put uh, stuff in her mouth. It, so the fifth actually is direct communication. So still so, works out. the The whole thing is just like it. Technically, throughout most of the film is is the fifth kind because as soon as they do the hypnosis thing, uh-huh. they they the realize Sumerian that they were thing. they hey, were communicating. Hey, guys, with. I think we figured it out. The movie's trash. <laughs> yep, <laughs> they named it wrong. They named it wrong. <laughs> that should have been called the fifth kind. Well, and they were totally taking off of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, oh we can of do course. that too. The fourth kind. It's like that would be ridiculous just to jump to five. I wonder if they called it that. Because they're like, maybe people will rent this movie just because they think it's a sequel. Yeah. Well, I don't doubt it. Yeah. Arrival is a, is a good ex, uh, example of, of a the fifth, fifth. Yeah. Yes. Where you're talking to the aliens and going, hey, figure it out. Um, and then we have the sixth kind. Which is death of human and or animal associated with UFO sightings. So cows. that's where the cows are. Yes. Uh, and what, Corey, we discovered this last time. Why do aliens take cows? Calcium. They yes. need the calcium. They, they love need the calcium, calcium. And they need a steady supply of it. So that so cows with milk. I don't know why they take their bones. I still bones say that's calcium. a chupacabra. Nope. <laughs> which but might also be an alien. Yep. That's true. Yeah. That's another theory. And well, then we have the last one, which I think is the most insane one out of all of these. Which because, is also actually the most controversial of them. <laughs> yeah. Which is because there's no proof. That there's nothing that can happen with this one, which is creating a human alien hybrid. I'm like what the the funny thing it overly explains it too which i didn't want to it was like through sexual or other oh, means i'm no. like why even bother like because people are weird richard and you people just will do stuff through means that yeah. was enough well, <laughs> yeah to, to be honest if that hybrid exists it's because of one of those reasons we can probably. imagine to be non-gross there's two examples of this we have mass effect 2 where there's a reaper human hybrid True. Spoilers for that game. Maybe I haven't played it forever ago. Um, and then we also have Alien because there's a human alien hybrid somewhere in there as as well because there's a. I think the one in the first movie was because it went into the facehugger was on the human and then was born yes. of the human. Yep. Yes. So it takes its DNA and then it grows a new one. And that's yeah, why it's a you parasitic can relationship. See an a human skull in the front of the alien's head in certain scenes. Yeah. Because oh. the the skull itself is translucent. And then inside, oh, yeah. you can see a human-ish shaped skull. Yeah. It's cool. Thanks, okay. Alien movie. Which is, you know, while you might say Aliens or Alien is not a great set of movies because it's just about, you know, it's like horror films to just try to scare you at yeah. some points. They do a really good job of telling you the lore and yeah. getting that out there. Especially, I mean, I know plenty of people who are like Prometheus is not a good movie and blah, blah, blah. But if you actually take the time and recognize that it's a prequel lore story mm-hmm. um, and get over the fact that they show a little weird version of an alien at the end of the movie. Like, just 
take it in. It's supposed to be backstory. It's yeah. not supposed watch to be. Watch that, then watch Spaceballs, and then you're good. Exactly. <laughs> but I can see how the seventh kind, you would have people uh, kind of conf- making confirmations of that. Mm-hmm. Because have you, you've seen the old, like, skulls and, like, uh, preserved or mummified bodies where the heads are, like, elongated? Yeah, it was, yeah. like, a South American thing. Yeah. Um, you, I can see them being like, oh, that's an alien-human alien hybrid. It's the crystal skull. Yes. Yes. That great movie. But made of <laughs> <Why>? bone. <laughs> but made of bone. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that one is also like, why not make an eighth kind? Were the aliens that have... The humans I, have subservient slaves. And why not make a ninth kind where the aliens and the humans are together and ruling society? It's like... Then why stop there? Just yeah, keep it's like, going. Why, why stop infinite there? kinds that have all these little subsects of, of what aliens that's, are doing to people. That's also the first one on the list that's not about a sighting. That's just like... Oh, it's it's not at all. No, it's just sighting. like... And then the aliens made a hybrid. It's like... Why what, not? Why not have that, that have as any... a subsect of the fourth or fifth? Then yeah, it's like that has nothing to do with seeing an alien. It's like by the time there's a human alien hybrid, you know aliens exist. It's not. Well, it's not a. And I can appreciate that they actually distinguish between someone being abducted and then the communication aspect, mm-hmm. because basically, the abduction is the act of them getting taken somewhere and or possibly returning. And then the fifth one is not only was I taken. But I may not have been taken, and I was communicated directly with the alien, so I knew what was going on. Or you see some the inside of a ship, I'm assuming. Well, like yeah, that. it's it's there. There's a message associated awesome. with it. Uh, I don't like how it's like fourth and fifth are like aliens are mean. It's like what if the alien just stopped by, picked you up, and left? You know, it's That's like technically abduction. That, well, I mean, it's abdu- Well, it's abduction, but like, what if they just picked you up? I mean, they're not abducting you. They're like, "Hey, you want to ride to a different planet?" And they're like, "You're like, sure." Oh, so you're saying what? What's the what's the number of encounter hitchhiking? if you if you yeah, consent yeah, like to being taken? Yeah, like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, <laughs> like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, I think was it like Zaphod stopped by on Earth and then picked up uh, Trillion and then yeah. they left. And it was like it wasn't an abduction. He just said, "Hey, you want to go see something crazy?" And then they left. And it was like you know this weird interaction. It well, like, it's because I guess all the theories associated with the aliens is. It's not none of it's by choice, so not yet. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be the first one. Aliens, wherever you are, just come down, pick me up. We're gonna go on an adventure. But that's the issue. Is that that's what the, most of these people that are that are giving these testimonies they didn't want to be taken. Yeah, they weren't they weren't actively running around in fields being like aliens. No, take it's me. because if they admit they wanted to be taken, the that's immediate. That's an immediate clue to be like, they need a psyche veil. Like, <laughs> this guy was ready to be taken off he the planet. He wanted the seven What kind? else is wrong with him? <laughs> he wanted to be the, the spliced alien human. He's like, take me! Seventh kind! Eighth kind! <laughs> I will rule with you! <laughs> Eighth kind is marriage ceremonies were involved. <laughs> yeah, and it's like saying human-alien hybrid. I'm like, what if, what if it was a consent? What if what if they decided to make a baby together? You know, you don't know. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that's eleventh kind. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna just have amendments to all of the kinds then at that point and created a, a whole declaration of, of things that are associated. The forty seventh kind is a alien human nuclear family hybrid. 
Also, what did the, the aliens say? Did the aliens have kinds too? They're like, yeah, when the human resists, that's the that's the seventh kind. <laughs> yeah. But when the human's like, yeah, sure, that's the third kind. It's like, do they have their own set of rules and regulations about this? We came in, we freaked them out, and we left. That's the negative first kind. Yeah, what if they just lift lift their bed uh, like a few inches up, and they wake up like, ha ha, and then they leave. It's like, what is that? That's possession. Oh, okay. <laughs> You check your house for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not talking about ghosts, Michael. We're talking about aliens. Those are two different things. We are talking about ghosts, <laughs> but yeah, I'd be interested as well as per usual if you guys can let us know uh, of any other alien theories that you guys find interesting, um, because it's it's kind of been a bit of a ride researching these last couple <laughs> episodes. Um, I I don't want to say I'm aliened out, but you know, I if. I would require something more interesting than what we've talked about if I want to deal with aliens again. So you got that. Send us a message oh. at the social media. Richard wants to talk about something. Yes, we have one last thing to discuss yes. because then that uh, brings full circle from our last episode. Oh, no. We talked about, do you believe they exist? Yeah. Right? I wanted to, yeah, yeah, I was so let's close it out with that. Yeah. Uh, and we have a bunch of different explanations on our list. Like I was mentioning like in Stargate, there, there's the Stargate where the the Egyptians were like parasitic things that lived in Egyptians' bodies. Yes. You have Atlantis, which could be aliens. Um, oh, wait, there's a bunch of them, like Mars, multiverse, and and all that kind of stuff. But that that goes down to the root question: Do you believe? And what's your explanation? So for me, <laughs> we all look accord. I think uh, statistically, you have to admit that the pro- that aliens either have existed do exist or will exist if we're talking about the terminology of alien being something that is not native to our planet so there has to be at some point in time an organism of some sort that is made of cells that lives somewhere that we are not which they've already proven that technically whether well a lot of the time also they say it has to be sentient in some yeah, way, yeah, yeah. which they have not proven. Right. Um, so you you have to think just on the scheme of the universe itself and the how grand it is, that will ha- happen in some time, most likely. Like, it would be such an insignificant chance that it doesn't happen that you have to admit it would, because yeah, we can't say. be the only thing. But also, I I have my doubts that we will still be around as we are now by the time we find that out if anything we might be aliens ourselves by the time we find aliens yes we yes. might be You're foreign colonizing our, if we, we might be foreign to our own planet yeah. by the time that we find aliens if True. we haven't killed ourselves off like good humans that we are eh we we're... we have a good good track record of killing ourselves well so. that's true but we always come back <laughs> uh. We haven't killed ourselves to the point of actually extin- uh, making ourselves extinct yet. We are close, though. But yeah, what about you, Rigid? So uh, last episode, I said maybe. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I said maybe is because it depends on what the definition of alien is. Because the definition that we said in the previous episode is very broad. Yes. So uh, dimensional stuff uh, tends to also be considered aliens and or ghosts, um, which ends up being if another species lived on a dimension that we cannot perceive, uh, which may be aliens, which I do believe that there are more dimensions that 
humans can't perceive right now. Well, I mean, even just by wavelength, by wavelengths, there are certain wavelengths we can't see. Yeah. So if if a if let's say the the radical creature that lived only in UV existed, like its body was UV, could only be seen by UV wavelengths. We would never see it. Just skulking around. Yeah, it's just well, skulking and, around. It's like we would never Potentially see it. that means it doesn't have a physical being either. Yeah. It is just a, a that, thing that travels That thing that. gets into the argument of what is consciousness. Do you require mass to have consciousness? Because yeah. that then goes into ghosts and paranormal stuff as well. So it is an interesting spin on it. Yes. Yeah. And uh, all that is limited by us going, well, if it's not human, it, then it's no. It's like... Well, there is a lot more to reality than just being human. Yeah. Yes. But in terms of uh, other planets and other things like that, it's really impossible to know currently whether or not there is a planet that produced some sort of life before ours. Because Corey and I had this discussion about it. Basically... As the universe expands from whatever uh, original point where the Big Bang happened, potentially there was a planet that had the most optimal uh, percentage of creating life, but just didn't until mm-hmm. after we existed or before. So we don't know. Yeah, there, that's the thing. Is that we we uh, to me, I think that there is something, but as Corey already said, it may or may not have happened before us. So. I, I, I just really like entertaining the idea that there could have been a precursor race. Well, with my well. own explanation, is based on the theories that are out there that the universe constantly expands and constricts itself over and over again. There could have literally been many, many more universes before ours that just it incinerated themselves as it all constricted down to a tiny ball and blew up again. And therefore, there could have been an infinite amount of precursor races before us. I mean, I like the, like Mass Effect does a really good job of like describing going, yeah, this is a process that's been going on forever. Thousands yeah, and millions Thousands of millions, eons have gone by where it's just been reciprocated over and over and over again. People expand, people die off and over and over again. And that leads me to believe it's more impossible that there isn't aliens than there are aliens. Kind of what Corey was saying. It's, more of a st- statistical anomaly that there wouldn't be something out in the universe right mm-hmm. now because we are i think where the milky way is it's like out on the edge of the of the universe our known universe right I now i have no oh oh you're talking about that earth word. itself is on the edge of the milky way which is on the like edge of the universe i think i don't know um, I haven't done enough research on where the centrifugal point of we'll do of the we'll do that is. in a f- future I, podcast I where we talk know about that space. The Milky Way is a significant distance away from other galaxies, very well. much so. That's and true. That means that us being possibly the first like life that's out there, meaning that life would have to be so far from the center of the universe that that's ridiculous. We discussed this as well, and that's kind of what I was saying earlier. Is statistically, I I would think that a a race of aliens that happened before us would be closer to the center yes than us but even then even if they exist i mean to get all the way to where we are and too many movies and tv shows have said this where it's like we're out in the middle of nowhere comparatively to where a galactic civilization would be 
they would be where there's more resources. Where the outer rim. Oh my god. Well, yeah, very much, rim. very <laughs> much so. And so I would say it's like almost a definite yes for me. Now, are they interacting with us? I don't. <laughs> Do I, they I, want to interact with us? Well, I mean, but I mean, that's also taking our our own definition of our, us as humans going we're bad we do a lot of bad stuff but i mean to them like they might have gone through the same stuff they might have gone through holocausts and world wars before they finally invented space travel and unified as a one government well we hope they're better than us or it would be terrifying if the alien race is much worse or they're worse and the biggest thing is like a lot of alien movies have said is water water is the biggest resource we have on the on this planet more than anything else Water is our resource, which is scarce in in our uh, our solar system. There's almost no other water anywhere else. There are not usable. Not usable. There's frozen oceans, I think, on another planet or well, like Uranus like, and yeah, on the top, Pluto, tippy top think, of the planet. And Mars, Mars, Mars has um, ice, and and it has uh, what looks like, like it could have been an Earth that then died. Yeah, because of the atmosphere not having enough of it. Yeah. Um, so there's too much evidence out there that to say that we're the only thing that exists in everywhere. So I say, yes, there's absolutely aliens. Now, they don't want to come up to us because we're like the rednecks of the, <laughs> of the, the universe. No, I, I think, honestly, if there is a council or something like that, if there's multiple alien species and they came together and decided, okay, well, here's our first rule. It would have to be something Star Trek oriented. The prime directive makes sense for an advanced culture to eventually figure out that they messed up by going to a different planet and changing how a species yeah. evolves. You, you got to leave us at the kids table for a little bit longer. It only makes sense for a more advanced civilization to have come up with that rule. Like right at the beginning. You just gotta hope they would have made that mistake. You got to hope it's not like South Park, though, where we're just a big TV show where they took a little bit of every other planet and threw it all on one big planet. I would hope not. Yeah. Either way, we'll never know. (laughs) No. The giraffe aliens we combined with the the crocodile aliens. Watch the the two battle it out on 9 p.m. at Eastern Time. I really hope that it eventually comes down to that that Mars was a previous Earth and there was life on it, but they couldn't get off planet before everything collapsed. So maybe they were like cave people, you know, where they were like, just barely coming into their own and then the planet shifted and everybody died and it's been so long everything dusted that we're like look at this mars it it looked like it was once on earth it's like yeah that was forever ago (laughs) that'd be crazy yeah aliens right but once again thank you everyone for listening uh like i said links are in the description rate review subscribe send us your thoughts uh, let us know if we have to redact this episode, because I already redacted our OneNote for the last episode, <laughs> uh, much to Michael's dismay. Uh, it's all gone. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Michael, what you got for us? Oh, we're changing things up. Uh, we're leaving the stay at home, and we're just going to say, remember, as I like to say, because one of my friends on the X-Files find, is a fan, the truth is out there. <laughs>